0: say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. You Hello
1: everyone and, and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Iso, and oh wow, do we have a great show today. I am telling you this show is going to change your life forever, forever. Why do I say that? I'll tell you why I say that. Because you see this hot little book I have in my hands. Oh, I know. You're, you're listening on radio. You can't see the book, but those who are watching live on Facebook can. You know what it's called? It's called Real Influence. Guess who's with me? Co author, psychiatrist, Dr. Mark Golston. Yes, that one. Yes. PBS specials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is on this show. And he, this, okay, what? I was just having this conversation with him, with, with Dr. Goldston and I said to him, "You know, we were talking about what. Well, what do you want to focus on? You know." What? And I said, "You know what? This book, this book is for now, right now, because if you look at any social media for any period of time, do you know what you find? Is there is a lot of people trying to influence people with a lot of anger. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. That's what they're trying to do. And guess how it's working for them? It's not working. There's a better way." Right here, we're going to talk about that better way. We're going to get you from being disconnected to be connected. It's persuade without pushing and gain without giving in. The book is fantastic, and you're going to love him. He is absolutely fabulous, and uh, we're going to chat with him just in just a few minutes. But let's do what we do every week, right? You know what we do every week, right? I I ask you about how your training is going in the four areas of your life. You know, the truth of the matter is, when we're under stress, when we're under pressure, when things are not going well, when we feel that uh, things are closing in on us quite often the thing that happens is we, we, we can only rely on what our training is. Because if we're not training ourselves in the four areas of our life physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually what happens is we, we are left with what we're left with and you know having interviewed so many of the people from the special operations forces and and talking to them over and over again it's you know what you're only as good as your training under pressure and so what i want to ask you is on a scale of one to ten and we're going to go through each four of these areas on a scale of one to ten out there we're going to ask you how's your training going right so physically Scale of one to ten. How's your training, and what do I mean by your training? I mean, are you are you exercising? Are you eating right? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough sleep? Right. Those are those are the, those are the four Those are the areas I'm going to ask you. How is your training going when it comes to just those four things? Scale of one to ten. One's miserable. Ten's outstanding. How's that? How's that training going? Right. Five is average. Okay. By the way, the point of all of these these areas of your life that we're going to go through today, it's not about trying to get from, if you're a three, getting to a 10. Our goal here is to get from a three to a four. Okay. And so then you need to ask yourself two questions. The first question is, why am I that number? Whatever your number is, and that's okay. And then the second question is, what can I do right now to change, to start moving myself from whatever that number is to the next number? All right so you got your first number the physical number the second number is the mental number what do i mean mentally well what's your mental training (laughs) what are you reading what are you consuming or are you just letting things come at you are you an active participant in in helping your mind grow right and what i mean by that is you know mentally right are you stimulating yourself both creatively and and also logically right and and so often there's just so many things that we can do to stimulate our mind in order to help us grow in wisdom and help us grow in knowledge to help us grow in understanding help us grow in what we do in our careers help us grow and understand how we deal with people which is about what real influence is so on a scale of one to ten how is your training going mentally right same number same 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 questions right why are you that number and what are you gonna do to change it right now right so you got two numbers right you got a physical mental and then emotionally. Listen, we we will talk a lot about emotions, and we do often on the show. And one of the things I try to do is I try to simplify this part of your training. And the truth is about emotions, I I think we're going to just simplify it into this. When you're training, how intentional are you about controlling your own emotions? That's the first part. Right. So when things come at you, somebody cuts you off in traffic, whatever it may be, how well are you able to control your emotions? Are you practicing that? Because, you know, part of emotional control is practicing emotional control. All right. That's first and foremost. And then the second part of the emotional piece is how well are you able to truly listen to other people and tap into their emotions and understand them. Empathetically. Right. Because you have to train yourself to <laughs> I love what Dr. Golston and, and Dr. Ullman say in their book. Sometimes you just gotta shut up. <laughs> you just gotta listen. And when you're listening, right, you need to understand what is the emotion, right? What's the music? T- Dr. Golston will talk about the music. What's the music, the tone, the rhythm of what people are saying? And are you tapping into that? Are you understanding that? How well are how well are you training yourself to do that? Right. So what what would you say about your training on a scale of one to ten? One being awful, ten being great. Right. All right. So you got three numbers. Right. Last number, the spiritual number. And a lot of people go, I don't, I'm not really a spiritual person. Well, we kind of all are spiritual people, <laughs> believe it or not. Because if you remove the physical, the mental, the emotional, whatever's left, OK, that's really a spiritual thing. Right? Because the fact of the matter is we all kind of live by faith. We have no idea when we wake up in the morning what's going to happen by the end of the day. We just kind of go through our day and we believe it's going to happen. Well, that's faith. And if you, and to me, that's spiritual because you believe that it's going to happen. Right? We believe that I'm going to go about my day. This is going to be about tomorrow. If you have planned a vacation, you know what? You have faith that you're going to go on that vacation. You have no idea what's going to happen between now and then. That's faith. That's spiritual. Right? You don't know. That you're going to do it. And then for some people, you know what? Faith is much bigger, right? And some part of the faith is how well are you training yourself? I mean, wh- how, what gets you to a center? What gets you to peace? What gets you to a place of joy? I didn't say happiness. I said joy. It's an internal thing, right? For some people, it's God. For some people, it's meditation. For some people, it's nature. For some people, it's a variety of other things. What is it that brings you back to that center and puts you at peace? And how is that training going and working for you? Right? I say this often every week, I say, you know what, uh, being spiritual isn't about going to church and thinking about fishing. Being spiritual is going fishing and thinking about God. That's probably the best way to put it, okay? So on a scale of one to 10, how would you say your training is going spiritually, right? So you got your four areas, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Now I'm going to ask you to think about them as the legs of a chair. Because if the chair is uneven and out of balance, guess what, you're out of balance. By the same token, if the legs of the chair are too low, you can't sit at a normal table and eat. So our goal here is to bring up the legs of our chair evenly and at the same time bring them up to the right height. And speaking of someone who, you know what, does that every single day of his life, his name is Dr. Mark Goldston. He is the best-selling author of six books. 6 books. He's reached number 1 uh, on Amazon Kindle in 6 categories. He's been number 1 in China, Germany. He's been a best-selling book at Amazon Books for 2 years. He's globally, he speaks globally on heartfelt leadership and communication influence. He has been a syndicated career advice columnist. I, I will tell you more about him because it, it, this, this is I could go on for an hour just talking about it. But look, he's the co-founder of Heartfelt Leadership, a global community whose vision is world led by leaders that dare to care and whose mission is identifying, celebrating, developing, empowering, and impassioning and emboldening heartfelt leaders to support each other and changing the world for the better. Wow, that, can it be any better than that? He also is the manager of the Heartfelt Leadership Group on LinkedIn, which you can find. He's president of Mark Golston, and he works with uh, Fortune 500 executives and decision makers that believe we are in a post-selling, post-pushing world, and we're... The way to do that is to positively influence rather than trying to persuade people. And that's really the crux of the co-authored book here that we have here, Real Influence per se, Persuade Without Pushing and Gain Without Giving In. He's got 30 years of plus experience as an interventional psychiatrist, trainer of FBI, police hostage negotiators and crisis specialists. He's got 15 plus years of executive coaching and advising. Dr. Golston is uniquely skilled to assist executives and decision makers effectively deal with any situation inside or outside outside their company that is holding success and results hostage. He also helps them to stay true to heartfelt values when surrounded by less than heartfelt forces. He is uh, has his MD from Boston University. He did his residency in psychology, psychiatry at UCLA. Um, he had. I'll give you a partial list of some of the companies and organizations he has trained or spoken to, right? GE, IBM, Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, Xerox, Deutsche Bank, Hyatt, Bank of America, Accenture, Eli Lilly, Abbott. AstraZeneca, you may have heard of some of these, I don't know, maybe you have, Kodak, Federal Express, I can keep going, by the way, there's no reason for me, there's a bunch, matter of fact, there's probably fewer that I I couldn't mention, by the way, and so you know what, he writes for the Huffington Post, Harvard Business, uh, Business Insider, Fast Company, he has been featured on uh, literally every channel that you can think of, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CNN, BBC News, even Oprah, uh, he's done PBS specials. He's he's a member of the National Association of Corporate Directors, International Leadership Association, Worldwide Association of Business Coaches, and he currently lives in Los Angeles with his wife and three children. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show and welcome to a new direction, Dr.
0: Mark Goldson. Welcome to the show. Hello, Jay. Boy, I, you're like you're like uh, drinking from a fire hose. Wow, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to wrap myself up. I was, uh, I can't take a nap on your show. That's for sure. But I, I want to demonstrate something because sure. uh, there's a saying, uh, at least in Hollywood, and I'm not that far from it, even though we're all isolated. Uh, it's better to show than to tell. So I want to demonstrate something for our listeners and for you about how to be more influential. Uh, one of the things I'm fortunate to do is I, uh, although we're on sort of on a break now, but I, I have breakfast with Larry King every day. Mm. And uh, although we're doing zoom calls now and something I've noticed about Larry, cause Larry at 86, he's still going strong. He still has a show. It's streamed. Uh, I think it's called Larry King now uh, on OM uh, on the, uh, on the internet. And something I've noticed what has made Larry such an icon is uh, he is a pluser. And not a minuser, and not a topper. What that means is, when he listens to people, he adds to what they're saying. He doesn't uh, uh, minus it. He doesn't, uh, you know, get defensive. Uh, he doesn't give advice. He doesn't give unsolicited advice on his shows, so nobody's afraid they're going to get a gotcha. And he's not a topper. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you say, if you say, oh, I went to the mountains, he, he's not going to say, oh, well, that's very nice. You know, we went to Europe. And so I'm going to be a pluser to something you just said, and I hope this will add value to your listeners, because you mentioned something about training, and I was thinking as you were talking about it, and I'm, and, and I'm reminded of a fellow named Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan founded something called the Strategic Coach, and part of what Dan said is what life get, comes down to is habits. Happy people have different habits than unhappy people. Successful people have different habits than unsuccessful people, and he said what a habit is, is it's a discrete piece of behavior that you repeat over and over again until it becomes a habit, and that takes about a month. And In other words, you train on that, and you repeat on that. It takes discipline, but over time, you internalize it, and it becomes more natural, and then you can learn another habit. Now, why this is important under stress? Because I'm, I am a psychiatrist, but I'm also uh, passionate about neuroscience. Is what happens is when we're under stress, and who isn't? Uh, we have you've all heard of your adrenal glands, and what happens is your adrenal glands put out something called cortisol. High cortisol is high stress. And what happens is your high cortisol triggers something in your brain called your amygdala. And amygdala is part of your emotional brain. And when that high cortisol goes up, what happens is it triggers an amygdala hijack. And what that means is your amygdala shunts blood away from your thinking brain into your survival brain. And guess what it taps into? Your training. Mm. It will tap in to what you've been trained to do almost automatically. Hmm. Do you think NBA stars when, uh, you know, that they think between shots? No, it's (laughs) their training and they've been trained. uh, What's the saying? It may have been Stephen Covey senior or someone said you need, uh, what is it? 10,000. What does it take to become an expert? Yeah. He said, what is it? 10,000 hours. Is it 10,
1: 10,000
0: hours? Thousand hours? Well, you know, that's probably more training than many of us yeah, have. It's, but, yeah, it's thousands I, of hours. Thousands of hours. And what happens is you become an expert at it. So you don't even have to think when you're faced with a situation. So I can't emphasize what Jay is saying uh, strongly enough. Train, 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 train. So that you have many, many options no matter what. Something, whatever is fa- uh, facing you. Years ago, I was a fan of Tiger Woods during his heyday, and it was interesting. When someone asked him, How do you play around the golf? He says, I've hit every shot possible 10,000 times. Mm-hmm. So he's an expert in every shot. He said, Every time I hit a shot, I don't race ahead, I don't worry about it, because I know I've trained and hit whatever shot I'm going to face. 10,000 times and he says what I do is I just you know have a nice walk down you know breathe and feel okay I don't worry I get on top of the shot I look at where I'm going to next hit it I know I've hit it at 10,000 times I look at the ball and I just say one word execute Mm. and so uh, I I love what you're saying about the training 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 and uh, and I know for a lot of listeners in these times you're overwhelmed, you're overwhelmed with, I don't know what I can train in. I'm just trying to make it through the day. Uh, I'll tell you a, another bit of training that I learned from a friend of mine. His name was Bob Eckert. He was the CEO of Mattel. And I asked, I asked Bob, how do you deal with stress? And I'll, I'll tell a quick story if that's okay. Sure, I love absolutely. The story. So he told me, uh, he said that Before he was at Mattel, and he's left Mattel now, he's in an investment company, but he really turned Mattel around big time. And he said before that, he was the CEO of Kraft in Chicago. And when he started at Kraft, he was first made president of the cheese division. And in two months time, the dairy prices went up. And so Kraft dairy prices went up and then they went down. But it was written into the bylaws of Kraft that they didn't lower their prices. So all the independents lowered their prices when the prices went down, but Kraft didn't. And he had no say over that. He was just the president of the division. You know, He, he hadn't written all the uh, the uh, protocols. And so there were, in the newspaper, there was all these headlines, heads are gonna roll at Kraft. Oh, uh, it's gonna be the end of Kraft because cheese was big division, biggest uh, uh, division. And he told me, he said, you know, I was just in a funk And I was staring uh, into the TV screen on a Sunday, and the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, Sam Weish, had taken the Bengals to the Super Bowl two years earlier. They'd lost, but he took them to the Super Bowl. But this year, they had lost 10 games in a row. And Bob said, I'm just staring at the TV. And the reporter says to Sam, "Uh, so, Sam, uh, what are you going to do? You're going to be fired on Tuesday. What do you think about that? And Bob said it was as if he was speaking to me. Sam Weiss looked out of the television and said, uh, you know, I'm going to be fired uh, on Tuesday. I know I'm going to be fired on Tuesday. Everybody knows I'm going to be fired on Tuesday. Uh, But that doesn't matter. What matters is what can I do between Sunday and Tuesday to make the Bengals a better team? So what Bob adapted, and I think it's a great philosophy to get through these stressful times, and he used it to get through rough times at Mattel, is he said before he goes to bed, he says to himself, and he writes it down, what can I get done? That's different than what can I do, but what can I get done by the end of tomorrow to make Mattel a better company? What can I get done by the end of tomorrow to be a better husband, to be a better dad? And when you write that down, when you train yourself to get into that habit, do it for 30 days, it'll become natural. You can go to bed easier. You can change it when you wake up in the morning. But again, it's one of those trainings. What can I get done to make my uh, to make my team more successful, to make me more successful, if I'm looking for a job to be uh, more effective in looking for a job? So write that, uh, ask that question before you go to bed, train yourself to do it, and you might uh, be able to uh, get to sleep without having to take some of those meds you take.
1: Mm. His name is Dr. Mark Goldston. Uh, uh, By the way, I did not know he was going to do this, and uh, it was better than I could have ever (laughs) asked for. we, we, We I know we're going to talk about this book, Real Influence, uh, and it's, it's fantastic, but what you're hearing is the heart of the man, and he is absolutely fabulous. He's going to be with us for the next 40 minutes on the show, and so what we're going to do is we're going to be right back after this. Hey, everybody, listen, I want to tell you something. We have two great sponsors that sponsor this show. One is Epic Physical Therapy. And whether you're recovering from an injury or surgery, or if you're suffering everyday aches and pains, maybe you're having some difficulty performing activities of daily living, maybe you're an athlete, maybe an elite athlete, maybe you're a professional athlete, maybe not, maybe you're in high school, whatever. Look, look, it doesn't matter. Even if you're just trying to improve how you move and feel, the elite team at Epic Physical Therapy, and I use them. Right? They will provide you with a customized treatment plan tailored to your individual needs. I am telling you this because the truth of the matter is it's what they do for me. And I am absolutely ecstatic um, about the results that I get from them. So with their experience in rehabbing young athletes to elite professionals, trust me, they understand the need to treat the entire body as a functional whole, not just your symptoms or your injury. So when you're ready for epic relief, epic recovery, and epic results. You just don't need to look any further. Go to Epic Physical Therapy. That's E-P-I-C-P-T dot com. Epic P-T, E-P-I-C-P-T dot com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, look, no matter where you're at in the world, you know what the truth of the matter is, is that they can actually help you find the best expert to help you sell your home or buy your next home. The reason that they're able to do that is for over 30 Uh, 35 years, they have been able to literally meet with people and and meet with the top executives and realtors all over the world because they're unaffiliated. They're not nationally represented by another company. They are their own company, and they've created these great relationships right from the Research Triangle Park literally all over the world. And you know what they understood and what Linda has understood for that 35-year period of time is this. Homes are really not about what you pay for it. They're really about the memories that you make in them. And so she's known as the memory keeper and the memory maker because she understands that the memories that you made in the home that you're about to sell, those memories are never going to go away, just like the memories you have of your grandma's home, right? That home may be gone, but you still remember the memories. And by the same token, that means that the next home you're about to purchase, is going to create new memories. So when you're ready to go with the memory maker, why not check out Linda Craft and Team Realtors, and you can learn more by going to lindacraft.com, that's L-I-N-D-A, craft.com, and we're back here on a new direction, and we are with Dr. Mark Golston, and he's co-author of this book with Dr. John Ullman entitled Real Influence. And uh, Dr. Golston gave us a freebie, <laughs> and uh, uh, was just had me memorized, mesmerized. I'm sorry, and I was just like, wow, that was. First of all, thank you for doing that.
0: Well, you're well. You're welcome. You know, thank you for teeing me up, and thank you for waking me up. I mean, your energy. Uh, I love your energy. You, uh, uh, in fact, I took a sip of coffee to catch up with you during the <laughs> advertisement, and, and I'm rearing to go. Uh, uh, but something I wanted to bring up for for you sure. and your listeners, because I, I spoke in Moscow this past October, along with a Nobel Prize winner named Daniel Kahneman. He wrote a book called Thinking Fast mm. and Slow. Yep. And uh, and I was humbled because I was one of the headliners with him. But what I introduced there and what I'm introducing around the world. And if you really want to increase your influence, listen to what I'm about to say. And I'm going to demonstrate it on Jay and I'm going to demonstrate it on you, the listener. Uh, What I introduced in Moscow is if you can focus not on, on what people are listening to, they're listening to you, but if you can focus on what people are listening for and you deliver that, they will lean in towards you. So for instance, I'm gonna demonstrate it on Jay, and, see, and Jay, tell me if this increases my influence with you okay. in the next 30 seconds. Uh, what I think Jay is listening for from experts are people who can give immediate, usable value to his listeners. Mm. Immediate, usable, doable-by-them value uh, that, yeah, it'd be nice if they bought a book, it'd be nice if they bought a course, but he wants to make sure that his listeners are able to get value that they can use right now to be more successful, happier, more fulfilled. And what he's listening for from an expert like me is... Uh, someone that he doesn't, uh, now, now we're doing the show live, mm-hmm. but he's also listening for someone who's an expert, who may have written a book, but has no value, mm-hmm. who's boring, who, uh, 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 who, when he he's saying to himself, I should have done a better job vetting this person, because he values you as his listener. He wants to give you value. He's he wants to honor the trust you have in him he doesn't take that lightly and he wants to be able to wow you so that you'll come back listen and tell your friends to listen into it so is any of that true jay oh god it.
1: you got to stop opening my mail okay just <laughs> that's, yes that it's exactly the truth i want something now for everybody who's listening that's absolutely, absolutely true and i want it to be valuable to me and i want it to change them the show's we the reason i entitled the show as new direction was because my goal through all of this from the very beginning a few years ago was how can i help people find a new direction whatever their whatever their course of life is right now not not tomorrow right
0: that's the honest truth it still is and and something just happened jay which you're not aware of but i'm aware of Um, your tone went from super enthusiastic to authentic Mm. because you, you, what we just tapped into is your calling for this show. Mm. And so the motivational part of you, which is wonderful. I love the energy. It just crossed over. And when I, Got correctly what you were listening for and hoping to get from me. You tapped into something inside you, which is why you really do the show. And you came up with something. You came up with what matters to you about the show. The RPMs of your voice went down about a thousand RPMs, (laughs) but you're still at the red line. But it went up, it went up 2,000 RPMs in terms of being authentic, real, and present. So, are you aware of any of what I just told you?
1: Yeah, I, yep. felt, I felt my, first of all, I felt like somebody heard my heart, first of all. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I try so hard, and I'm just being honest. I try so hard to have a show where it features some of the best experts like yourself. And, and I don't mean to take advantage of them, but I know that they have something that they can impart to the world that we can change the world with. Even if, it's, even if it's a you know millimeter, of regardless of where they're at in their life or their career or their business or whatever's going on. And that has been so important to me throughout my entire life, even when I was studying psychology in college and graduate school, that when you started to say those things, I started to feel really warm. Okay, I'll tell you the physical sensation. I was feeling really warm. I felt myself almost a little unnerved, because it was like um, I felt like wow, you know, you you really got it. I felt extraordinarily happy that somebody really understood what we're trying to do here. And and then I was like caught between being really vulnerable and really excited, and I couldn't figure out which way to go. That's 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 what I was
0: that was what I was tapping into. See, what's happened right now um, uh, is you've chosen to go with the vulnerable. What you're sharing is your struggle between, you know, the pump-em-up person, but the heartfelt part of you, which your listeners don't know, is a tad on the shy side. Mm. But you compensate for it, you know, by being the pump-em-up kind of thing. And what happened is, it's interesting, because I think the pump-em-up thing, exercise, and you give people great information But now that you're talking closer from that struggle and from that heart, you're drawing people in. And what I coach people on is you need to be compelling to open people's minds. And only then can you be convincing to maybe get them to buy something. And one of the reasons and what we see too much on the Internet is everybody is trying to convince too soon. Before they open people's minds and build trust, they convince too soon. And they're not bad people. People are just trying to meet their numbers. But what's happening is they're driving people away oh. instead of attracting them. When you just shared what you just shared, even the physiology of it, I am telling you, I mean, I do a lot of these shows. Listeners leaned in, they liked it, mm. they liked getting closer to you. I like getting closer to you. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: gotta tell I gotta tell you it it is it is awesome and and literally feels like I have put myself out on the edge of a very high diving board. It it, it lit- literally does feel like that, where it's it's ex- incredibly exhilarating but really scary. That that's that's what I feel.
0: Well, because the scary thing, and for all of you people listening in, um, there's this term called the imposter syndrome, <laughs> and it's widespread amongst achievers. And uh, you know, and 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 what happens is, a lot of achievers, and I'm not saying this applies to you, but it applies to a number of achievers, they overachieve because they have because. And what happens, the real part of them doesn't come out, and people are hungering for the real part of you to come out, because it's the real part of you up there on that diving board, not knowing what you can do. And I'm telling you, your listeners believe in you. They believe you can dive and make it, and they're rooting for you, (laughs) because your listeners are hungering for real. Mm. They're hungering for, I feel this guy. I like this guy. Now, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. I'm rooting for this guy. And that's because you dared to come out, go up there, and actually share it. You know, that, that's that's to your credit. I can tell you there's been some hosts who haven't been that flexible. You know, There'd be a commercial, and then they'd <laughs> say, oh, let's just finish the questions, Dr. Goldston. <laughs> uh, you didn't,
1: Jay. Well, I believe in authenticity and I have, I believe that we, that there there's as much, I, I've said on the show that I believe that we all carry, including myself, this great big garbage sack of crud um, from years of whatever, right? Years of parent parents who were doing the best that they could, but maybe we didn't get what we needed or, or situations that have had in our lives that have created a bunch of crud. And it's created shame and fear and embarrassment, and certainly I am I am guilty of all those things. And and not just, I'm not guilty, it's just I I have them. I can't deny them, for me to deny them is to deny who I am. And, you know, every now and then, I believe that we just have to be really honest with not only the great stuff that we do, but I think we have to be honest with even some of the stuff that we're ashamed of, or we're afraid of, or... You know, whatever that may be, because I believe that's the only way we can really deal with
0: it. Honestly. Yeah, I'll, I'll share something with you. I did a sermon at a church called thads.org. And I think if you look up, I think the name of the sermon was of, might have been of Glory and Mercy Goulston, G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N. Okay. And my sermon was uh, on never feeling good enough. Mm. And what I told the audience, I said, I thought never feeling good enough was about performance and money. But even when I was doing pretty well, I still didn't feel good enough. Mm -hmm. And then what I discovered is it's not that my performance wasn't good enough. It's that I have this shadow to my personality. That's a Jungian term, and the shadow is the part of our personality it's the crack in the porcelain that we turn around and we hope nobody sees and we hope we don't see it because if we admit the shadow part of our personality to ourself, we feel shame. Mm. And so it's not so much that my performance wasn't good enough to feel good enough. It's a down deep, my sh- the shadow parts of my personality made me feel that I didn't have enough goodness. Mm. Now, anybody who knows me says, You know, Mark, you're talking about someone else. But when I dove into my shadow, I realized, you know, I still carry a chip on my shoulder. I can hold grudges. I can keep score. I can be judgmental. I can be petty. (laughs) Nobody sees that. And I'm not even aware of it. uh, Because what happens is we take enormous energy to push down our shadow. And when I realize that everybody has a shadow, everybody. Everybody. I don't care who it is and it takes enormous energy to push it out of our awareness and other people's awareness and often when we do that that's what can lead us to feel that we're an imposter mm. and the point is anyone who knows me they say mark you got the wrong guy you never you never hurt people you never take advantage of people um, and and that's all, all true and I'm and I'm not doing it intentionally it's just who I am but I will tell you, Jay, when I got in touch with the shadow part of my personality and just accepted that it's there, and as long as I don't act on it, I'm good to go, it has freed me in ways I, I, I can't tell you. And, and what allowed me to do that is I realized everybody's got a shadow. Every, as long as you don't act on it, Jay, you're good to go. I, I,
1: I, yes. It, because Just because I have it doesn't mean I have to act on it. It, it's not required. It, it, it's an excuse. I, I, I tell my, I tell, I like to say to people, you know, yes, I've got this, but I don't have to do this this way. I have choices. I have a myriad of choices that I can make if I'm willing to make them. That I don't have to respond just because somebody poked a hole in my big black garbage sack. You know, I don't have to respond that way. You know, I, I remember teaching psychology classes and saying, you know, as an example, you know, you could kick me in the shin as hard as you want. I, I don't have to hit you back, <laughs> you, right? I mean, there's just tons of choices that we have in this, and and that's, I think that's the thing that we have to keep in mind. And I think that's
0: what you're really saying, is that I got a choice. Yeah, absolutely. And and what we, what the training is, is uh there was a book I was gonna write, but I'm I'm writing two more, so I don't know if I'll get around to it. But if anyone's <laughs> listening, this will be this will be a bestseller. Um and you can have it, because I'm not gonna write this book. And it w- was going to be called 101 Opportunities for Poise. Mm. Mm. And you have to realize poise begins with a pause. And it gets back to what you're saying is Something can trigger you, but if you pause, take a deep breath, you don't have to act or react. Right. And if you can train yourself, uh, and it's interesting, I probably should write the book, but, you know, when I get triggered, I have an internal voice that says to me, opportunity for poise, Mark. Opportunity for poise. (laughs) You know, uh, forget about that shadow side that wants to retaliate, Mark. (laughs) Opportunity for poise. Pause now, man. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> ah, that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: His name's Mark, Dr. Mark Goldston, co-author uh, with Dr. John Ullman. The book is called Real Influence, uh, Persuade Without Pushing and Gain Without Giving In. And uh, the book is available everywhere. Books are stole, sold, uh, I promise you, uh, available on Amazon. You can actually go to Uh He's got a fabulous website. Uh, there as well that you can learn a lot about him and the things that he does, his avail- things that he does, and he, his availability as a coach and consultant and speaker and 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 all his books uh, that he's written or co-written, and uh, all as well as a number of articles that he's written and uh, shared, and uh, videos as well. And uh, so I really recommend. And Golston, by the way, is spelled G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N. So it's M-A-R-K-G-O-U. L S T O N dot and, and check him out because the first of all, every book and I've got three of them here and every book that he's written is absolutely fabulous and it's insightful and not only is it insightful, but it's also life changing and you're hearing it uh, he, as well. Uh, how life changing uh, he can be in terms of just of what he says. I, I want to ask you a quick question um, if you don't mind. And you know, So often, we ask the question, how do I get somebody to do, or how do I get my kids to, or how do I get my boss to, how do I get my team to? I I get this question as a coach often as well. And it's really the wrong question, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it is, because if you're coming from that mindset, you're coming from a pushy mindset. Uh, perspective and see one of the problems especially if you're managing men women aren't that keen on this either when you push at people you eliminate their ability to choose to do what you want them to do Mm. when you push people you're causing them to have to do what you want to and a lot of people especially millennials uh they don't they they need to choose what they're doing. And so one of the ways to do that is, uh, 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 well, I'll give you an example. If you're, if you're a parent and you have teenagers, um, uh, a conversation you can say, and this is what I call assertive vulnerability, assertive vulnerability. And you do this when you're driving in a car. I guess people aren't driving now. You're going out for a walk and... You're with your teenager and you say to them, uh, I need your help with something. Huh? And you got to say the right tone, you know, uh, because if the tone is, I need your help with something because I just think I went off the wagon and I'm really, you don't (laughs) want to lay that on a teenager. (laughs) You say to your teenager, I need your help with something. Pause. Let them be a little, what, um, I love the heck out of you, but my responsibility is when you hit age 18 that you can enter the world with confidence, the ability to get up after you've been knocked down, a positive view of life, a set of decency, a passion for competition, but compassion for other people. And it's my responsibility that when you get to age 18 that you enter the world with those qualities. And I need your help because I don't want to fail at that. Mm. So going forward, given that that's my main responsibility as a parent, what do I need to do more of and do less of? So that at 18, that's what you turn into. Mm. Mm. Wow. And then they'll answer it and you drill down. Why that? Well, you know, sometimes you nag and when you nag or you yell at mom, or you you know, I just want both of you to shut up and blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and then you drill down. You want to help them get stuff off their chest. And what happens when that happens? I go up into my room and I just say to myself, just everybody stop screaming. Mm. Wow. Uh, but can you see how you can even do that with your people?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's. Yes. I. I, In fact,
0: here's a coaching tip that I give CEOs. I I say to CEOs, how often do you use the word goals with your people? And they say, oh, all the time. I say, how ecstatic are they when they hear the word goals? Are they fighting (laughs) over each other and salivating? Can't wait to sink their teeth into those goals? CEOs say, are you kidding? A third of them are texting. And I said, the reason is when you're a CEO – you're comfortable with the word goals. That's what you're hired to do. You're, you, know, you have goals, metrics. But not everybody has goals. Mm. When you say to someone, what are your goals? A number of them will go, they don't know. But everybody has needs. Yeah. And so when I coach CEOs, uh, one of the things I have them do with their people, and again, using assertive humility, have a meeting and say to your people, I need your help with something. Um, One of the things we need to do is we need to be able to make enough money to make it through the near term future and avoid layoffs. We need to, we need to bring in enough money and I'll try and get some from the government and whatever. Um, We also need to be able to, when we create services or products, they can't disappoint people. Boy, when people get disappointed, they go on Yelp, they tear you apart. And I need your help that we, whatever we create has to be excellent. It can't be just very good. And I need your help. And then the third thing is I need your help in wanting to come here to make it all happen. Because if, 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 you're, if it's just drudgery, if you wake up and say, oh, I can't stand to come to work. It's not, that's not going to happen either. And when I've coached CEOs and I said, if you were one of your people, would that be more engaging than saying, here's our goals. We're going to make a lot of money. We're going to make great products. And you're going to love being here because we got pizza for everyone. I mean, <laughs> you know, which would engage you more. So, so do you follow what I'm saying? Uh, Jay, there's a way to invite people in.
1: Just you saying it. When I heard you say, you know, I need your help, I, it just feels like it's impossible for me to say no. First of all, and then secondly, I feel included, that, and I feel empowered because I feel like, okay, well, I evidently have something that from me that he or she needs from me. So I, so clearly, I have some power to help because they wouldn't have asked me for that if I didn't have that power. And then, and then I feel like I'm part of something bigger than myself. Yeah, those are just a few few things. As you were saying that, and I was putting myself in a situation, in a business situation, I was. Those were the, the first things that were just like going, okay, this is what I'm feeling.
0: And did you feel less about me because a lot of CEOs would say, oh, I can't say I need their help. Did you feel less? No. about No. My- no, I didn't. Matter of fact, I felt,
1: I felt needed. Mm-hmm is What I felt like by the way, we're talking to Dr. Mark Goldston. Uh, the book is entitled Real Influence, and you're listening to him here on a new direction. Hey, folks, listen, I I talk about him all the time. Um, we have two great sponsors Epic Physical Therapy, which offers some of the most advanced top of the line equipment. Some of them I've used, some of them I've watched use, like the Alter G anti gravity treadmill. I'm I'm not running much anymore. Uh, I do a lot of lifting and I do a lot of other ways to get my cardio in, but let me tell you something about the Ultra G Gravity Treadmill. It actually takes pressure off your joints and allows you to run and it's it's very, very cool. There's the Normatec compression sleeves, which helps put compression on your body so that you can continue to move and then the Game Ready, which is my favorite, which is just ice cold water into a compression uh, on your, your joint or area of your body. It's absolutely amazing. Look, they are trained and certified in the most comprehensive cutting-edge treatments available, including blood flow restriction therapy, dry needling, which is my favorite, one of my favorites, and then cupping, uh, which, by the way, if you've seen the swimmers with the circles on their back, that's cupping, where they are literally manipulating the muscle through the skin. Very, very cool stuff. Had it done, it works amazingly. So, look, if you want Epic Relief, Epic Recovery, and Epic Results, don't go any further. Go to EpicPT.com. That's e-p-i-c-p-t. Dot com. And Linda Crafton, Team Realtors. You know what? She has been our original sponsor from the very beginning. Her and her team, they're in the Research Triangle Park of North Carolina. They they are, have been helping people for over 35 years, uh, selling homes, buying homes. They help people find the right Realtor all over the world. They Linda developed when interest rates were 18% in the 80s. Yes, 18% interest rates. She started her business And she learned that, you know what, the most effective way to run a business, even with 18% interest rates, relationships, develop one relationship at a time and just develop those relationships, be honest, be authentic and develop the relationships. And guess what? 35 years later, she's still at the top of her game with her folks. And you know what, you know what their number one thing is? Relationships. Develop the relationship, develop to get to know the people, not just their homes, not just why they're selling the home, but who they are right? Because she understands that at the end of the day, the thing that you create in your home is your memory, right? And we all have great memories and and memories are what life are really made of. And so go with the memory maker, go with the people that literally their clients say their customer service is legendary. Check out Linda Craft and Team Realtors and you can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction, and we are with Dr. Mark Goldston, who has been absolutely fabulous. Wow. I, I got to be honest with you, uh, Dr. Golston, this is, I, I I never know when I do the show, I don't know what to expect. I am absolutely, totally prepared, as I told you in our conversations. I have 28 pages of notes, but that doesn't mean I have to use any one of them. That's not how I do the show. I just want to be prepared at best to do what I need to do because I've I've read your book through twice, uh, once every word and then once going through the notes and writing out everything. And I loved your book as it was, but I love you even more, honestly.
0: Are you upset that we didn't
1: follow No, no, gosh, no. No, because in a way we are talking about it because I think, you know, when, when you started talking about, you know, would you help me? right? I think one of the things that we try to do instead is we say, this is what I want. And so this is what we're going to do. And, and I think we're trying to do the right things, but I think, you know, you talk about a couple things, like we have blind spots, you know, where we, we, you know, like you talked about the motorcycle and the rear view mirror that we can't see and we drive our car over, but we, we have so many blind spots because I think we're so I, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like sometimes we are so egocentric in our own point of view that it's so difficult for us to get over to the other side.
0: Totally. I, in, fact, in fact, I want to I want to make sure that I. Can you hear me? Jack?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
0: I, I, I want to leave your audience and you with a magic hack, which turns a blind spot into you might get lucky tonight. <laughs>
1: And I, I just want to just tell you that every part of my boards just went and lit up <laughs> as soon as you said that. Yeah, good or bad. That's awesome. Listen, I just had somebody who just wrote in and said, this is awesome, Jay. I just purchased his book on Audible. So there you go. What does that tell you? How's What does that say? I just got that here, written here, to me.
0: Here's a tip. So I, I've recent books. Maybe you'll have me back. Just Listen became the book on listening in the world, 25 Languages. And then I have another book called Talking to Crazy, How to Deal with People That Drive You Crazy. But here is the quick hack. You use this, it will change your relationship. So if you're in the middle of kind of an argument uh, uh, with someone and you're both loading to say things to just make it worse, at some point, instead of loading, let the other person say what they're going to say. Pause. Remember, uh, poise begins with a pause. Look them in the eye and not intimidating, but look them in the eye like you really wanna know what's going on underneath. It's gonna change the energy, and you say to them, it's what I call the FUD crud. (laughs) It's in my book, Talking to Crazy. And you look at them and you say, you sound frustrated and I think you're holding back. And they're gonna go, what? And you look them in the eye and you say, you sound frustrated and I think you're holding back because I think you're also upset and disappointed. Can you tell me what all those are about? And you're giving them the chance to get stuff off their chest safely, which if they started to vent it, you, you'd get defensive or call them names. But what you're doing is you're it's like you're putting a syringe and draining an abscess. And then when they tell you what they're frustrated about, you don't get defensive and you say, give me an example. And you go, whoa. And what upsets you about me? I'll tell you that. And when you get through those, they're going to be calmer. And you're going to say, what are you disappointed about? And then they're going to say that. It's going to be very calm. And when you do this, I, I coached uh, one of my uh, people. I coach a woman uh, to say this to, uh, to, a, uh, to her husband. And, uh, uh, and at the end, you know, uh, he uh, actually was a guy saying it to his wife. And he said those things. And at the end, it was all calm. And he looked at her and he said, "Uh, why do you stay with me? And she looked at him with all the anger gone. She smiled. She was loving. And she said, you're a great guy. You're just a jerk. (laughs) And it just changed
1: everything. Uh, I've been told that. There's been occasions where my wife may have, may or may I will neither confirm or deny that my wife nope, may or may. But
0: if you say this to your wife let her let her vent whatever don't get heated huh? up don't shut down and say you know you seem frustrated don't say it in a condescending way and I think you're holding back it's gonna it, it's 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 a, it's a Zen master move she's gonna say what yeah and I and I'm guessing that you're upset and disappointed so why don't you tell me what all those are about while we're talking about it see if we can get it out in the open and no matter what she says you agree that it happened and you say look uh, uh, I did those things or I failed to do those things and I was wrong and you deserve better and I'm going to fix it you make
1: by the way Dr. Mark Goldston uh, co-author uh, Real Influence uh, is joining us here on New Direction and uh, we're we're almost out of time actually believe it or not you know, you made a really, really big point in this book about the importance of when you make a mistake.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that you need to, you need to, you can, you can recover, but you need to be authentic and honest about it. And I, and I, I felt like one of the things that just that you just said is ownership. I mean, you didn't come right out and say that word, but it's, it's owning it. Mm-hmm. I think you talk about um, General Schwarzkopf was talking with one, I can't remember the guy's name now, who was an example in the book, but General Schwarzkopf was saying to the, Peter Samuelson, yeah, Peterson, thank you, was saying to him, you know what, you, you, you got to own it. You, you, you have to take 100% responsibility for whatever you do, and then you, you, you apologize, you got to move on, you got to do whatever, and then you got to commit to making a change. And 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 I think I think the ownership piece sometimes is difficult. I think it can I think it can be difficult. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think it's sometimes more difficult for men to take 100% ownership.
0: Well, I'll leave you with something that's going to haunt people. Um, what I've discovered lately, there are few things that set your mind free than admitting you're wrong. It's unbelievable, not as an excuse, and, and, and especially if it's someone you care about. But there's something about looking them in the eye and saying something uh, and saying, I was wrong. And I'll tell you, if you give them an unsolicited apology, it's a game changer because there are literally hundreds of millions of people on this earth who will never receive an unsolicited apology in their life. Wow. I was going to ask you uh, a question.
1: I don't know that I should. I usually say, you know, the friends of the show, which you're now a friend of, um, and I want to bring you back to do another book. Um, But I usually ask them, I said, you know, the show's called The New Direction. And if you could leave people with a new direction, what would that be? But I think you just did that. Uh,
0: The New Direction, and this is the secret to peace on earth. Listen more than you talk.
1: it sounds so simple but it can be so stinking hard
0: yeah it doesn't mean it's not doable like like a good friend of mine jay itso says just train yourself
1: (laughs) 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 Ah, it's so true Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. You know what I sell every week? You know what it is? Be inspired because when you're inspired, that means that you'll inspire other people. And in turn, when they're inspired, they inspire others. And that can make this world such a great place to be. Listen, I'm going to be back next week with another great guest, another great show, another great book. And you know what I say to you every week, right? Ciao. Everybody. A way, yeah. the time has come for.
0: your confidence and the answers don't make sense you got to keep your hope alive you got to know you can survive